Rain. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode number 13 of the Nowhere's Barred podcast. I'm your host, Mo, here with my good buddy, Chris Mack, over in Atlanta. How you doing, bro? Man, I am doing fantastic, Mo. Um, it's This has been uh, quite the weekend um, that I had. Uh, it's quite the week, man. This is crazy, bro. Uh, I, 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 am I supposed to feel like happy that the Dallas Cowboys are, what, 3-1 and one now? Yeah, go ahead. Feel happy, man. Go ahead. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm not really following the NFL that much as I used to, but, you know, the fact that they're not only winning games, but winning them decisively and looking like they have the best offense in the league, you know, that that is catching me by surprise, you know, but I'm really hoping that, you know, they can at least win four more games, and then there'll be good enough cushion for us to fuck up in the middle of the season. So, you know, <laughs> you know. I, I don't know, man. Like Dallas, I mean, y'all had the the best offense before Dak had went down anyway last yeah, season. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we had the best offense for like two or three years running. <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah, until yeah, last so. season we got um, went down with injury. So it's just uh, as always. It's, it's just just keep rolling. Now, now we have uh, apparently we have a center back. That's good. So <laughs> that changes everything for us now. <laughs> Yeah, and, and y'all defense is playing decent also. And honestly, um, you know, it, it's it's a good look for you guys. Uh, I, I I don't think that um, you know, I know before the season started, I had made my big ass bold prediction, which has turned out to be completely wrong. And I was just overly confident in my Giants team. But hey, we won our first game. I'm happy about that. I'm I'm all good. Um, but uh, you know, I, I in my mind, I had playoff aspirations because I, I based off of just how we had played our defense had ended the season last year. You know, we was on a roll. It looked like we had finally had gotten some things figured out. Um, but man, uh, the way this season has started, Jason Garrett needs to fucking go. Um, his offense is just <laughs> not, it, it's just that, not, that, it's you not feel, you, feel our pain. You, you feel our pain now, right? Right, right. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's just not meshing well, and, and Joe Judge deserves some type of, uh, you know, criticism too. Like it, it's the play calling; it's been very, very suspect. It's been very idiotic. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong; I'm glad that we, you know, it was a comeback win for us on Sunday. But man, like there was just sometimes I'm just like, what the fuck are you thinking? But I mean, at the same token, if you could look at it the other way, the Giants could be three and one themselves. You know, I mean. They, the games that we have lost, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah, the games that we have lost for the most part, you know, they've all been like within three points or something like that. You know, two weeks in a row we lose on a fucking field goal. <laughs> you know, it, it's – it's we, we were a drop pass and a dumbass, you know, if we didn't go off sides, you know, with that play against y'all, you know, for y'all to win the game, you know, it, it could be – Debated that we should be three and one right now, but I mean that's yeah. that's shit happens and it's whatever. I'm not gonna harp on it, but I mean one win is a good start. Uh, I, I didn't think that we was gonna lose all the games, uh, and then plus you know our you know we was still without uh no actually well the last on Sunday we had we had our wide receiving guys going with it. Galladay played played a great game. Saquon had. As the game went on, you know, he had a, a better game. 
he looked more like himself. But our offensive line is just, I don't know, man. It's just, it just feels like it's another one of the years with our O-line. It just feels like a, a human turnstile. Like everybody just get past. Now, granted, it's kind of fucked up, though. I will say this. Uh, the two games that Daniel Jones did not have a turnover, we lose. But, of course, he has an interception last, I mean, on this game on Sunday against New Orleans, and we wind up winning. So it's just it, it just annoys the <laughs> shit out of me how we those are two wasted opportunities of him having those games without turnovers. However, this turned out to be his best game that he's ever had, yard yardage-wise. You know, he finished with just a five over 400 yards, which is remarkable, great, you know, but uh, it's just the consistency. It, that's always been the issue. It's just the consistency in the guy. He'll never be, you know, a, a, a great quarterback. He, he'll just be mediocre, decent. But it also deals with the system, too. If you look at Sam Darnold, when he was with the Jets, I mean, it was a shitty, shitty situation. Yeah. He goes to Carolina, you know, he's, you know, he had a great game against y'all. But, you know, yeah, they almost came back <laughs> in, in the end. <laughs> but, uh, but like I said, just the, the you know, there was just no way, the way y'all offense was going, like they just couldn't, Carolina couldn't stop you guys enough, you know, to, for them to get that win. But that's, it's all right, man. You know, Washington won. That was like, that was a crazy game they had against the Falcons. Oh, uh, and I'm glad the Eagles lost, you know, somebody had. To yeah, I, I, yeah. Hey, man. Hey, I, we both are, man. But, you know, Sunday, Sunday afternoon, man. Y'all might have yeah. a shot. Might have yeah. a shot to take another L. So, <laughs> so, so best of luck for your boys. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I will say this overall, though, um, New York sports on Sunday, it was a good win. Yankees had won. They clinched to get in the postseason, not the playoffs, just posting the wild card game against our ever so loving uh, rivals from Boston. You know, those, those asses over there, man. It's like, oh, it's like. Here we go. The network got their wish. It's a Boston and, and New York wild card game <laughs> tomorrow on Tuesday night, you know, as of this recording. And oh wow. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's in Boston too. And we just swept them about a couple of weeks ago too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giancarlo, man. That that guy that, that those are some wild games. But hey, you know, that's the great thing about this time of the year in the fall. Like this is this is what we've been waiting for, and uh, it should be great, man. Whether it's the NFL, whether it's uh, baseball, I mean, even um, you know, it, it I know it's back, man. Yeah, it, yeah, it's technically back, man. Yeah, Preseason yeah. started up, and the Brooklyn w- Nets, WNBA is having it, 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 man the playoffs, man. It's, it's, it's a whole lot, and you know, right now, you know, uh, soccer is on international break, but they have the UEFA Nations League uh, semis and finals this week, so. There's a whole lot going on, a whole hell of a lot going on. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. And of course, you know, for us as wrestling fans, man, the fucking WWE draft is happening right yep. now. A yep. lot of things are moving. There's a lot of moving parts. You got that Crown Jewel pay per view coming up. Yes, and, and, and AEW's looking to try to maintain some momentum that they're building up, but it, it's it's steadily declining. Whenever I see these rampage numbers, so mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I, I lose track. I don't even follow the numbers like that anymore. It's just, I guess for me, it's just, you know, it, it used to be a big deal, you know, 
back then years ago, you know, attitude error and shit like yeah, that. It, WCW, it's, really, but, it's really, it's really not, but you know, it's nah. just funny just watching, you know, how their fan base, like love to talk about like the ratings and what demographics beat out what in WWE, but yet their, their numbers are still sliding down. <laughs> what? Uh, you, or you they're mean, supposed to be on the second show. Yeah. Their mean, second you, show, like their, their, their numbers are going down and, it asked Bailey after the first segment where they blow their load on a big match featuring guys that they're they always trying out. So, yeah, it, actually, we talked about the you know, you know, just texting each other. And I mean, we could talk about it now, like even the um, you know, Omega and and, and, and Daniel Bryan match, you know, last yeah. last Monday. Or no, not last yeah. Monday. Was it last Monday? Oh, no, it was, it was last, last, Tuesday. last Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Gosh, I get, get yeah. lost track. So yeah, so last Wednesday, you know, like or, or, or two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Hey, since, has uh, it been that? Has it been? Yeah, that it's been long? that long. Yeah, it's been two weeks. It's been t- close to two weeks ago now. Jeez, Louise, Come to think man. Of it. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like that match was a great match. Like, and it's weird. Like the reaction was kind of weird to how because of it ending in in a time limit draw. You know, it's like one of those things where. We're so used to the, I guess, the WWE structure of, of of how matches are. Like they don't ever have a time limit. You know, they they those things don't exist anymore. It seems like, and I, I mean, I give it it gives like a little old school nod to how matches used to be on 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 TV. You know, um, yeah. You know, I, it, it reminds me of those um, WCW Saturday Night shows. You know, uh, where they actually enforce the whole time limit and, and, and stuff and, and it was i don't know to me i i just like little nods like that but um but overall it was a very good match probably omega's best match in aew uh arguably it, it, that that's that's what it was and um you know it, it, it was a nice little ending to it it left a little bit of intrigue as to what would happen if they didn't have a time limit you know on there if, if if Daniel Bryan would have won, or Brian Danielson now, he's called again. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was a good match. But like like you said, man, then everything just went downhill after that. Like it's just it just yeah. is like yeah, whatever. You know, it, it's they they I, I feel like they'll get the hang of like they'll get a better understanding as time goes on. And I'm not really so much that you know a big thing about you know, whether they'll finally figure out how stuff works best for them um, with their shows on TV and how to manage all that stuff. But uh, it, they'll get the hang of it one way or another. I feel like it's inevitable, man. Like, they, they got enough smart minds and people, in, in, you know, over there that they'll they'll get it. They'll get it figured out. However, uh, speaking of AEW, I will say the, the one thing that I did love and, and – um, and I'm sure you agree to this is Arn Anderson's promo <laughs> with, 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 uh, with Cody. <laughs> yeah, it was something else, man. I'll say that. Like, but but it's it's fun because I, I I never would have thought that a man that is what 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 is he? It is like late sixties. Like how old is man? He, he's a pretty yeah. old guy. Yeah, you know, for him to use to work. The term Glock in, in a promo like that that took me aback. Which was, I was like, "Who the fuck is teaching him this?" Like, 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 like it, 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 he got Max Caster on speed dial or some shit. Make him uh, decide to use that terminology to promo, but it was really good. Still, yeah, and, yeah. It, it also yeah. goes to show that still, um, with AEW, um, 
like when it comes to promo work, like the old guys are still the best guys doing it there in that company. Uh, and funny enough, these guys also be shitting on Cody <laughs> because yeah. I saw a, a video montage um, right after that arm promo of a uh, guy of legends disrespecting Cody Rhodes from like Jake to Snake Roberts staying. Uh, I'm not too sure if Tully Branchard did a promo on him, but I'm pretty sure that you know, did. It, what it did. And then they showed the clip of Arn, you know, and, and all, you know, it, it, I don't know if it's like it's intentional, like as far as like the legends disrespecting him. But the storyline here now, you know, with Cody, it, it's clear that he's going to be turning heel. Now, he, he has to turn heel at this point. He is from his from his grandiose. Uh, interests where she looks like a jackass with the the big ass cape that he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course, like the blonde hair that he still has for some reason, and you know, and and currently he um is like ignoring you know uh uh the instructions from Arn you know in the tag match uh and try to tag himself in. It, it's clear as day that he's going to turn as um as a heel sometime soon in the future, and. He he will be their biggest heel going forward when that happens, uh, because you know he Cody you know he tries to work very he does work very differently from the rest of the roster as far as like approaching certain storylines and angles, uh, making it very more closely to like the classic Jimmy Crockett NWA style you know work and the same way with his matches as well. Mm-hmm. And you know that 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 uh, in that aspect, you know, I do like that, but it's, it's still Cody Rhodes, man. He's pretty uninteresting, you know, compared to a lot of guys that will really work that way well. Uh, but you know that that was a funny promo, man. I mean, like R. Anderson's great. Like Just, you know, I mean, you can you can never really hate R. Anderson. <laughs> speak speaking of legends, always shitting on Cody. Just waiting until the inevitable Ric Flair. Gets the AEW. Oh man! Just wait until yeah. that happens. It's like any day now. I'm just waiting for him to just show up on that show because I feel like it's one of those inevitable things that, like, I mean, Cody, he will, he will show up, of course. But you know, they, they got it. They, they're trying to wait for the heat to die down, right? Or you know, oh, yeah, with that whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Until he, but he will be there. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's, it's a double day. He will be there. But yeah, he's going to disrespect Cody too. He's going to disrespect Cody and. and it's just going to be interesting to see three fourths of the horsemen <laughs> there, uh, and, and, and of course with Cody being there representing the roads, and, and you know with Dusty, uh, it's it's going to be very. It, I'm, I'm in. I'm excited at the thought of what could possibly. I mean, te- technically, they have three fourths of the original horsemen, right? And yet, one member of the other incarnation of the horsemen was Sting. That's so, right. That's, <laughs> you know, right, right, right. And you got Sting into there. It's, it's yeah, it's the good old wrestling from from WCW. Uh, <laughs> nah, but that's that's. I, I I always expected some at some point that was going to happen, and I thought that honestly it was going to happen earlier, like it, earlier than, than than everything that's going on now, because I feel like with so many people, like they always knew that Flair and, and, and Cody and all these guys. You know these whole, like I said, the whole horsemen and, and, and dusty um, rivalry they had. You know, back way, 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 way back. You know that they was going to get that out the way because that's what most of the fans that they was expecting to happen anyway. And I don't think they want to, you know, rest their laurels on 
so much stuff of, of happened in the past, whatever. Like it's one thing when you know when they give the little nod to them, you know, or whatever the case is, however they work that out. But you don't want to make too much, spend too much time on on, on that stuff. So I feel like eventually, yeah, that's going to happen. But I really thought that that would have happened earlier than 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 when it will eventually happen. But regardless, I'm I mean I'm gonna be a fan of it. I'm gonna watch the shit and, and, and I'm gonna be excited about it. Um, but the other, and the other thing, you know, that kind of, you said die down, you know, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, the whole thing with punk is like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is there, what's the next match that he's doing? Uh, I think the next match he's got going on will be against Ricky Starks. Okay. Uh, he's currently right. feuding with Team Tess. Right, I, I right. Think. We talked about that the last I, time. I right. think it's a feud. I I don't know what, what what's going on with that, but but yeah, he uh Ricky Starks is um slated to be his next opponent sometime soon. Uh don't know when, but uh but yeah, that's that's the direction that he's going. But other after that, uh looks like he might be um splintering off against the elite because uh he has been making comments towards, you know, Adam Cole, the Young Bucks. Whenever he is on commentary, but right now, I guess the focus is on him just getting his ring shape back. Yeah, and working with some of the younger guys, you know, try to give him a rub. But I don't know if it's really a rub if you know you face him, they lose, and then they don't do anything else after. Right, right, right. You know, but you know, Adam Cole against CM Punk, like that's okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that is something. Uh, also, the prospect of uh, you know him and Daniel, Brian Danielson uh, yes. teaming up again um, to face the Young Bucks. I, I, you know, I mean, there's there's certain dream matches that are still on the table, but there's not really a lot that really be that will make me go crazy. You know, right. I, I kind of don't really have anything for a Punk and Omega match if that ever happens. That sh- it would be a pretty interesting match but I, I won't be truly excited for it the I main thing for a lot of um a lot of um punks matches unless he's facing maybe maybe um kingman page you know i think what was going to happen which i would like for aew to do with those matches that i i just hope that they don't try to rush into those because the fans wanted to see it so bad that they don't like as and i and, and i've mentioned this on the previous episode before like it's great to cater to the fans, but you can't allow the fans to dictate every little thing that you do. And there is, you know, you got to be smart about how you get to, you know, the road where you get to those matches happening. And I, like I said, I just hope that AEW just doesn't blow their wad so early, early on. And they actually just save those matches, you know, allow them to happen at the right time, whatever that may be. And then, you know, I think for me, it would feel even more special when you have an actual storyline and whatever leading to the match. Instead of just throwing it together, you know, after one promo, because one person said one thing about the other. And they're like, oh, well, well, I guess we're just going to have to put them in a match. And it's just like, no, nah, man, like, don't don't do that. <laughs> no, it's like, uh, it's, it's like, um, like what I discussed with, uh, with a friend of mine earlier uh, about AEW and their booking process. Uh it's, you know that scene, you watch uh, Avengers Endgame, right? Right. Uh, that scene where there's the portal, the portal opens, and yep. you make the snap, and everybody returns to that big old conclave of uh, cheers. Mm-hmm. You know, 
that's what it is. That's what AEW feels like, especially watching an episode of Dynamite or, you know, every week. It feels like that portal scene where it's just one big surprise after the next. And that's what gets them going, you know. Yeah. And, 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 and for Tony, Call, Tony Khan and, you know, and the way that he uh, presents his product, it is it it feels like one hundred percent fan service. It, it is one hundred percent fan service because mm-hmm. he intends to like make, get, have the crowd go home happy, which is great. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. That right. is awesome. But it's like every single show has to lead with the crowd going home happy, or it has to be something where you know that the heels don't really get their comeuppance at all. They always they they do get their comeuppance, but it's like we barely get any heat on them at all. Mm-hmm. Especially with the elite shit that happens, you know that they're the worst fucking part of the show, and, and even when they feels like they're getting something going with them, uh, it doesn't really matter because right. you're going to have to match with them the very next week. So you don't even build for that. You don't even get like you know the anticipation of it happening a month down the line or two and a half months down the line. It happens the very next week, and it, you know it, it just goes out from there because there, I believe there's an eight man tag happening. <laughs> uh, on Dynamite, featuring uh, Christian, Brian Danielson, and uh, the Jurassic Express mm-hmm. against Omega, Adam Cole, the Young Bucks. That's that's happening. That is a match that's happening on Dynamite. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, just, yeah. I'm like, we just saw Brian and Omega face each other two weeks ago. Yeah, that's and now you put them in the ring again, and uh, and yet there hasn't been any. Challenger decided for Omega, but apparently that's going to be the match that's going to happen um, with the um, ladder match. They're, they're going to be doing a, a like a, almost somewhat like a Money in the Bank style ladder match, but it's a number one contenders match, right? Like the winner gets a world title shot, and you know, and there's it's, it's possible that that Page Adam Page might make his return there for that show, which would be cool, um, but. If it's like another debut or another surprise, then I'm like, what the fuck? Because likely that person is going to have to win it. Or either either way that is to Joker, um, is going to have to win that match anyway. But you would think that Adam Page would be the one that return, get his title shot back, and eventually try to win, go and win the title off of Omega. But at this point, the way the direction is going, it's like. Page feels like an afterthought, even if he does get back in the picture, because people probably want to see Brian with the title now. That's it. Right. I don't think there shouldn't be any more. I can't I can't say I can't imagine. I mean, there's still guys out there that hasn't been that are free agents that hasn't been signed or anything like that. But um uh, I I just I think for now they need to hold off on the surprises. Um uh, Especially how we were just, you know, given, you know, Punk and, and, and Cole and, and, and Brian, you know, all pretty much within a very, very close time period, within like a two-week time period. So, like, I, I think it's at a point now where, all right, you know, you got the surprises out the way. We know the people that are in there now. Um, you got that initial buzz. Now it's the time to build, use that the buzz that you build up on leading up to their debuts and now is to keep that momentum. And how do they plan to yeah. keep that momentum? That's that's the important factor. You know, the I mean, stuff that they got to figure out right now. Right, right. So, you know, we'll see how that turns out. You know, uh, but speaking of momentum and, and 
go go into transition to WWE. I mean, before you before you even yeah. transition to um, speaking, yeah, if you can up momentum. Um, uh, like they, for instance, like the TNT title, right? You have Miro, the former Rusev of you know WWE right. fame. He drops the title after being undefeated to to Sammy Kavara. Right. And I'm like, what? I didn't see that happen. <laughs> uh, like, I know that the, uh, the company, like, they, they want to peg Sammy Kavara as, like, the future of the business and, you know, whatnot. But this dude, like, this guy has his own issues. Uh, he comes across as a charisma vacuum to me. Uh, he's not really all that exciting in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he got away with saying some pretty disgusting shit about Sasha Banks, you know, mm. uh, like in, in the rape joke kind of way. And they yeah. took up the sensitivity training. And I don't even know what, what the sensitivity training entails, but apparently it was good enough for him to be rehabbed and, and, and win the fucking mid car title. And now I, I hope that personally, I hope it's just a way for him to be transitioned out of that for Adam Cole to win the title. Mm-hmm. And and and, and that will be it, and we could just shoot that motherfucker to the moon. But I have no interest whatsoever in this um, Kafar title ring. And as far as Miro goes, uh, I don't know what you do with him now because he's not going to be in the world title picture at this moment. Um, it doesn't look like he's probably going to get a rematch either. It's like he's back to square one where he was beforehand. Yeah, right. So yeah. you know. I'm just going, you know, I'm going to let it rock. See what we'll see what happens with him, but you know, I don't really have high hopes for it either. That's what I'm saying, man. It's like what we was talking about before we had started the recording here. You know, like they're they're going to it's going to get to a point where you know in AEWs that they're going to have there's so many people, so many wrestlers. I mean, and good wrestlers, good people, but it's just a matter of how do you fit them in. And, and and how uh, plugging them in into the right place that you know that's be beneficial, you know, for their character or the storyline mm-hmm. or, or you know stuff like that. And it's just they they are it's inevitable that they are going to run into that hurdle, and that's going to be also another big thing that they're going to have to, you know, see how they maneuver with, around that because it's you know you. Uh, as much as they they talked about in the beginning, you know how mm-hmm. they were going to differentiate themselves, you know from the WWE and, and, and other promotions, where it's really, you know that the how you know the, always the knock for years on WWE was the fact that they had so many people, but yet not enough time to slot them. Like the time was always a big factor, but now it's like all right, that's cool. That used to be like a running joke or a big knock on WWE, but now AEW is getting to the point where eventually they're going to just have too many people in low time, and so somebody's going to be pissed or disgruntled, whatever, because they're going to want more time and shit, and they're not going to get it. And now you see, like like you just mentioned, a guy like Miro, like now that he doesn't have the title anymore, um, I, I and I don't think they're going to go the route or try to hit try to get the title back on him. It's like, what do you do now with him? Where do you put him uh, in? Yeah. And, and, and the same, we go on with the frustration with uh, talent. I mean, it's already happening. Uh, for instance, with Brian Cage, for example, uh, you know, you can see tweets from him or his wife, Melissa Santos, talk about how he's been used lately since um, 
he'd been no longer um, the champion as well. Yeah. Uh, and, but the difference here is like, well, for for him, like a lot of people don't like Cage. <laughs> like, you know, AEW fans don't don't see him as, you know, see anything special. Um, now he's decent. Like, I always found him to be all right, you know, for his look. He, you know, but he's just huge and muscled up. They have power moves. He can always do flips and shit. You know, right. pretty athletic. But, you know, folks, you know, like, they, they don't really like, you know, the like way he presents himself. He also is an anti faxer or MAGA head. You know, they mm-hmm. also put that into play as well. Nah. Um, but, but I'm getting to that aspect. It's like, all right. Some of the things that he will be saying, though, is true. Yeah, like he's not even he's not even denigrating the company either. He will be like, "All right, Tony Khan has a lot on his plate. He does all this, you know. He gets the final say, and it's pretty wild because, well, yeah, it's his company. You know, he he's going to have the final say. He does a lot of the decisions there, and he probably might be doing a little too much, which would mean you know he wouldn't meet some other people." Helping out in creative, not involving the elite or Cody Rhodes, but just some other minds that are smart enough that know how to handle these things. But for for someone like Cage, if he says anything that is almost closely negative to AEW, <laughs> fans are going to look at that as you know him being bitter or he's not good enough or you know because he's not getting the push. You know, he's just going to be frustrated, which is funny coming from them, considering that that's how they treat certain stars in the E. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're when when, it, when 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 things are going their way, in the inverse of that, you know, they will say that those guys are not getting treated well. Like Kevin Owens, for example, like yeah. he's not getting treated well. You know, he deserves better. He should come over to AEW. And I'm like, do, do they do they hear themselves? Which right. makes me wonder. Like, I, I'm very interested in seeing a time where, like we said, when, when the pressure really does starts happening, and wrestlers do get frustrated, and when it becomes talent that they like, that the fans actually like, that they're frustrated, and they start saying things about how the creative direction is going. I want to see well how the energy will be then. How they react to those some of those talent, some of that talent, and will they, you know, understand their grievances, or will they just, you know, be blind to it and just try to be an AEW loyalist for the sake of being a loyalist, and you know, turn on the talent? Right. That's how, that's what I'm trying to see, you know, because that's that's going to happen. It's inevitable. Now, is something like that where is the breaking point going to happen? remotely anytime let's say within this the rest of this calendar year or do you think that the breaking because where i'm going with this is that we all know a certain event that happens every january and they never hesitate to try mm-hmm. to bring out somebody that never thought that was going to show up or a person whose contract or whatever to end it and then, boom, oh, then yeah, oh, oh, the, Royal, the, Royal, the Royal Rumble is going to be very interesting this year. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. But, you know, I, I, it's just just thinking about that, like, it just sounds like it's just ripe for that type of situation and moment to wind up happening. And But I don't think the fans would really be all that hype about 
about him if he shows up in the E. Like, I, you know, I, I don't like maybe the initial fact of people that obviously that's in the know, like, oh, look, he showed up. But other than that, it's like, I, I don't know. He doesn't have, I don't know. Maybe it's just me speaking, but it, it just, oh, yeah, I, yeah. The yeah, Cage, yeah, it's just I don't see Cage coming to WWE. He's if not he a was wanted, yeah, he isn't. And if he was going to come, it would have been a long time ago. But that that just isn't happening. So, yeah, I don't know, man. So wait and see, approach. Wait and see, approach. I mean, before we know it, I mean, it'll be it'll be the end of the year. It'll be January uh, in the blink of an eye, and you know. We'll, we're just going to have to wait and see how that turns out. But, I mean, more power to him. If he, wherever he goes, I hope, if if it's not with AEW, then, then hey, you know, more power to him. I personally wouldn't be excited seeing him at all. But like you said, if he was going to go, go to the E, he would have did that a while ago. So, nah, you know what? It's all good. But, um, but yeah, but. Like I was saying, since we was talking, since we're talking about the E now, um, yeah, and and the diff, you know, and as far as momentum is concerned, um, you know, you look at the momentum is still going strong. I, it's crazy with, with Roman Reigns and and this and whole bloodline thing, and then now with Lesnar being yeah. back, which you know, it's always the, the it's always been an interesting thing. We always a lot of people always kind of figure like, all right, well, what if Reigns, you know, he's champion and Lesnar comes back what does Paul Heyman do and uh, you know I, I will say I've been it's been very uh, I- I- exciting to see <laughs> Paul Heyman it, it, he does a great job with the acting and stuff and, and, and eventually there is going to wind up being some dissension some somebody's going to break off one way or another you know whether it's Heyman like whether it's Reigns separates himself from Heyman or, or vice versa uh, and especially now, since Lesnar has claimed that he is a free agent, courtesy of with the help of Paul Heyman, and that which <laughs> whether he is, yeah, <laughs> w- whether he is uh, just BSing or not. Um, uh, before I say anything else, I just want to pause. The Raw, the draft is going on now. Gabe Stevenson has been drafted to Raw. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, that's huge. All right, all right. Wow. Happy for the dude. Maybe we get another Kurt Angle out of this. I don't know. Well, you know, yeah. So, um, so yeah, he's gonna. Um, you won't. You won't show up to Raw until next year. You know, until probably pro- next summer. So he won't be there until next summer because uh, he's still got another year left. Uh, yeah, of his, uh, his time in Minnesota. So he's officially going. Um, yeah. So you'll be on Raw right after his um, his last year uh, wrestling. You know, and um. Or you know, University of Minnesota. That's cool. It's amazing. But if that's the case, it's kind of interesting why they would advertise him in, on, on, you know, on, actually on Raw, him being drafted instead of one of those, yeah. you know, those things that happen like you know, off TV, and they're like, oh, you know, yeah, well, Gabe Stevenson has been a press release. Uh, he's been drafted to Raw, you know, and which is nice about it. What they're doing now is that they make it like you know, like how it is with the NBA and NFL draft. You know, when they find yeah. a draft and they're at home with their parents and they show like it's pretty neat that they're doing that for, for him, you know, in this case. But um but didn't mean to, to get off track. But uh but yeah, no, it's 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 interesting how like I said, how that uh dynamic is gonna turn out. Um I 
I, I don't. What, what's your opinion, man, on them kind of rushing that whole, you know, Bloodline versus New Day thing? Because they had a match, you know, about a week or two ago on Raw, you know, so quickly, and I'm like, everybody kind of. Not everybody, but a lot of people thought like, well, you saved that for something like Survivor Series. But apparently they were like, nah, we're we're just going to do this right now. Granted, I think the match, the the match, yeah. did it end cleanly or was it in like an ADQ or anything like that? Uh, the, the, the match itself, it ended with some shenanigans from Lashley. Oh, it that's ended, right. Yeah. That's right. But, that's then, right. but then there was also like a definitive triple threat match that had Biggie, Bobby Lashley, and Roman Reigns, and Roman won that. So yeah, they can still go back to it sometime in the future. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah. So, but I mean, big. But the focal point really is Biggie and Roman because you know we've seen New Day and the Usos for such a long time now. You know, so that's been back and forth. So that was just a little callback. But you know, of course, like I said, like it's just Biggie and Roman. That's the focal point now, right? Um. And it's to see if it goes towards Survivor Series. You know, it all depends on what happens at Crown Jewel, man. Uh, between him and Brock, uh, I have, I have, I have, I have, I have Roman um, retaining the title anyway. So, oh I don't yeah, see him dropping the title anytime soon, man. No, no, no. I tell you, they're not gonna, they're not gonna allow him to drop it. Into, I, well, I, I, I always stay true to my prediction that he was gonna drop it at the Royal Rumble somehow, mm-hmm. some way. Um, I don't think they're gonna uh do it at Survivor Series. Um like if anything at Survivor oh, Series they may try to plant the seeds for something to happen within the bloodline, because I know you was always saying that eventually the Usos are gonna break off one way yeah. or another. You know, so who knows if how how that's gonna wind up leading to happen and you know um and, and we but the thing is that we just don't ever know. We don't ever know. like their, their booking is, you know, we get on AEW's booking, but we all know WWE's, their booking is notoriously just, you know, all over the damn place, and it's whatever Vince wants, he gets. Uh, but, you know, it, it's it's a bit, it's a big crapshoot right now. What what could possibly happen um, a, a month from now? Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's whatever with that. But, uh, you know, it, it's also very, you know, interesting now with all this draft is going on and you know we now see you know uh with, with, with charlotte being on smackdown now and, and becky lynch being on raw and uh bianca belair being on raw also now so it, it it's it's gonna be interesting how i mean that storyline you know with with them uh especially with becky and and uh bianca how that's going to keep on going and then we still don't know um and i don't think we ever talked about this um you know what's the fallout really from that charlotte and and alexa bliss match which i feel like that alexa bliss match like how how it ended was pretty much like an ode to farewell to to the whole firefly you know playground thing that was oh yeah yeah that 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 alexa gimmick is that um it's going to change for sure right right uh yeah it's it's going it's definitely going to have a little tweak there because uh with the with the little lily um uh gimmick it it it, it started showing that uh alexa was going to like refer a little more back to her her regular self in promos yeah with the charlotte feud but it's still going to have you know a little bit of an edge now so you we will probably see her back you know, as herself ish, mm-hmm. but 
you know, still probably wearing dark attire, still have the pale skin and, you know, the, you know, the makeup and everything. It probably, you know, oats and allusions to Lily. But right. it's, it's going to be, you know, Alexa, you know, it's just an acclamation of all her previous gimmicks over her career into just her now as she is. Yeah. So that's that's why I likely will see what um, Alexa is going to be now. Right. And I can't remember. Did we ever I don't know if we ever really spoke in length about the last uh, pay-per-view they had anyway, because that was a pretty solid. Extreme Rules was a pretty Extreme Rules was good. solid. It was, it was a, a solid show. show. I, I it was a good, good show, man. Yeah, man, it was, it was it was it was a pretty fun show. It was solid matches, good matches. You know, the main event was good. The finish was fucking crazy. Oh, uh, man. but <laughs> man. but it, it was good. But when I look back at it, I'm like, now Finn's been drafted to Raw, and yeah. all right. But anyone going to explain what the fuck happened in that finish? <laughs> they never followed up on explaining like how like. Did the, and that's my thing, man. It's like, all right, if you're going to go that route with the, the turnbuckle breaking, and, and and it's just like, and it was kind of funny how Roman at the end he was just looking up, thanking the guys, like <laughs> he's like, thank God that happened, you know. But it, it they never followed up on it, like they never really, you know, said uh, or or have a segment or anything of that sort of trying to explain as to. How that happened? Why that happened? Could have been somebody that was behind it, you know. While the whole smoke was out there, when 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 Balor, you know, came back and is almost like his. It reminded me of the, the, the SmackDown versus Raw games, you know, where you had that, you know, if you, if you had like a, a special, if the the meter went up and you had like a special move and you could use that to reverse a pivot <laughs> or something, you know, like a revive yeah. of thing. And here it is. He comes out. He's, and then it was kind of weird that the music was playing too, while this was going on. Like it was like, they, I think that they, they, it was great how they did that, but then it's just the turnbuckle just breaking. And then, which is a dangerous yeah, spot in itself. Yeah. That, yeah. That, cause when I saw it happen, I was like, I didn't know what, what was going on. And then I saw Finn hold his knee. I was like, Oh shit. Right, he just right. His knee. Oh, uh, he's done again, man. He never gets momentum. <laughs> That's what I, that was the first thing I saw. Exactly. Man, it looks like he's good to go, but I'm like, all right. So we're not going to explain what happened there. Like, right. like who screwed him over? Exactly. Like, y'all were like, like who, who, what, 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 was it really an act of God? Was it divine intervention? Because I'm like, I wanted to see who was the dude that did the screw job, and it's likely that we still might get an answer. And it'll probably be someone on Raw, but I, I, I was just—it was just crazy, crazy. Yeah, days. yeah, man. But other, than, it was like other, other than that ending, like the match was pretty damn good. I, I loved it. Um, even what was the, the opening match? What was the opening match again? It was, uh, well, it was like a three on three, right? It was. Um, I mean, yeah, it was. It was a new day against um, uh, Lashley, uh, AJ Styles, almost right. Great yeah. opening. It was a hot really opener. opener. Yeah, I loved it. And shout out to Liv Morgan. She in the pre match, the, mm-hmm. the pre the pre show match that she had with Carmella. Um, uh, and that's another person. But now she Liv Morgan. I think she's on. Uh, she's on Raw now. Yeah. So what? Well, she is on Raw now too. I believe so. Oh wow! So so they, yeah. So they moved. So they pretty much reshuffled. They moved off all the women on SmackDown to Raw so they could make way for the NXT ladies to come over on SmackDown. 
Yeah. So, oh, okay. Well, I mean, well, they also have to continue that storyline with Liv, with um, Carmella and Selena. But I think she's still on SmackDown. Car- Carmella. No, no. Yeah, she's she still, she still, she's undrafted right now. Carmella. So she's going to be on Raw Talk. Yeah, Carmella, Carmella and Selena is now on Raw. So yeah, I think yeah, Liv is yeah. still undrafted right now. So Liv's still undrafted. Um, uh, the Miz, um, Team Mahal, uh, Dana Brooke, Riker, Dirty Dogs, Shashi and Tegan, and the Hurt Business. As of this recording, they're probably they're pretty much going to get drafted after um Raw and Raw talk starts, and um they'll they'll do the supplemental draft there. They they'll have the roster set. Oh, the reason why I say because they just advertise Liv Morgan being on Raw Talk with the Street Profits and Kevin Owens, so that's why. That's why I'm like, well, I guess you got drafted to Raw. I just don't remember. Um, but I mean, hey, it works out. The women's division is going to be fine, uh, you know. Yeah. And we was talking about it before. Um, you know, SmackDown. They always going to make sure that they got, you know, they 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 get they got the good the good work rate wrestlers on that show. Always been that way historically. Anyway, Fox is going to want because they they selfishly going to want a lot of times big name players, but you want to have people on that show that actually show the wrestling side of uh the the company and not just only the sports entertainment like you leave that shit to raw um but you know and, and another thing that i hated about the pay-per-view man they peacock need they they need to get their shit together bro because all right listen okay so peacock had peacock has had some egregious errors uh, since uh, the um, streaming some of the pay per views, what well, right. with the money to bank pay per view, and with the extreme rules, like they they had some issues with the commentary, right? Yeah, they were they were, they were doing the Spanish commentary, right? Mixed with the English commentary, right? And then when I restarted my stream, they start doing the French commentary. And I was like, what the fuck's this? That's right. I'm and like, then they were cutting. Then they were doing commercials in the middle of entrances. They did it in the middle of Alexa Bliss's entrance, and they also did it in Roman Reigns' entrance. And I'm like, out of all the, uh, no disrespect to Alexa, but I'm like, out of all the people, why would you have, and and I blame Comcast or whatever, you know, because it really was only happening to people that was a lot of times with with, with Comcast, Xfinity people, that they was having their, their commercials happening in the middle of these entrances. And it's like, yo, your your top champion, well, I'll, they they make well he is now the top champion Roman Reigns like that's how they build him as and, and you have a commercial in the middle of his entrance on a pay per view on a pay per view I'm like why would they do commercials on pay per views anyway right. especially during ring entrances I could see like between matches and whatnot but I, I don't understand the commercials in general other than just ads for you know future shows coming up it wasn't I don't even that they do another ad they, they weren't doing any of that. It was just random commercials or promos for other shows on Peacock. I'm like, come on, <laughs> like that, that that was that was terrible. And like you said, for it to happen two pay per views in a row, some weird shit happening. That's not a good look at all. Not a good look at all. But well, it wasn't two pay per views in a row per se, but uh, it was definitely the first. Pay- I think Money in the Bank was the first pay per view that they did streaming. It that was it was the issue. There. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, they, right, right. they did SummerSlam, which was yeah. actually good. SummerSlam went off about a hitch. That was great. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah. It was just uh, some commentary issues on Extreme Rules, which was uh, 
which is very strange. But um, hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll get it right. Um, they'll definitely get it right by Crown Jewel because that show is going to be happening in the middle of the day. Oh, so let them have let them have let them do that shit during Crown Jewel because you know the majority mm-hmm. of people ain't going to really. I mean, not live. I don't think any not not many people going to really watch like that. And I when I say yeah. not many people, I mean compared to just like the regular pay per views on a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah. Um, but you know that's that's a definitely a oh, all right. I'll catch that on demand when I'm whenever I have free time event because. You know, majority of us we don't really take any a lot of stock in that. Like that's that that's all for 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 uh, uh, money purposes for the company. That has nothing yeah, to do with yeah. the fans. Like, that, you, man. Yeah, that's that's all that's about. But but even the rumble, um, uh, you saw where they having a rumble at uh in, in January. It's supposed to be the largest St. one. Louis. They, St. Louis, wow, man. Yeah. And, it, and I was confused the, 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 at first. The dome, the dome, yeah. They still got the dome going on right there. Right. I was confused. I'm like, the dome? I'm like, St. Louis, the dome? I'm like, oh, snap. That's where the Rams used to play. <laughs> like, I totally forgot. Thanks, NFL. I almost totally forgot the St. Louis Rams used to play there. <laughs> they just never took the dome down. Like, it just stayed there for convention purposes or whatever, yep. other events. But they, they try, They're still trying to get another uh, NFL franchise back to St. Louis. So that's why I, the dome is still up. Oh, man. You use it for the Royal Rumble, which is, which is pretty cool. You which know? is a great – it's a perfect way to use it. I mean – they, the WWE is sucker for domes now. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> but they're they 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 they're a sucker for that stuff now. Um, but so, I, I don't think they, they still have yet to do a show in um in um, Mercedes Benz Stadium uh, in Atlanta, which is that blows my mind. I'm I'm glad that city uh, is still we're still getting the the New Year's Day pay per view day one, which is dope. But that's going to be a safe farm. But the fact that we could lock down a WrestleMania yet or a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series, you know, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, it's uh, pretty wild right now. They're talking about doing a SummerSlam over in uh, Great Britain um, for next year, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're going to, they're, I think they're planning on doing, uh, I think it's five or six stadium shows this year. Yeah, going to be six stadium shows next year, like yeah. globally. Yeah, which, which should be cool. I mean, I, I'm I'm all for having a, a pay per view in England, or you know, doing another pay per view Australia, or trying to do more live events. You know, on the network. You know, I, I feel like they should do more of the, those Madison Square Christmas shows that they have. Yeah, they just yeah. on the network now as well. You know, just to, just to give it a different feel, just some, some new content for one for the network. You know, and, you know, just to give a, a different feel of a show. You know, if someone wants to watch, you know, when they want to watch the wrestling show or on a random day, they could watch that. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of you know, imagine if the network existed. Um, you know, because it makes me remember those old shows uh, that they ha- always have in, in 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 Great Britain. Um, you know, the No Mercy UK shows. Um, obviously, the first the, 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 the rebellion. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yep. And even the first, even the one, what was it? The first one that they had over there with um, back in 97, right? When Shawn Michaels won the European title from British Bulldog, you know, yeah. uh, you know, that that one night stand, I think that's what it was called, which, you know, ECW wound up fucking it up. Uh, but, uh, 
<laughs> at least the WWE version of that. But no, but that like those were as those type of events like that. You know, it would have been great in in the U.S. for us to see it, and we live, and obviously we wasn't able to because those stuff was exclusive over to the U.K. You know, and in Europe. You know, but uh, but like you said, man, like I, I'm I'm all for international shows, live shows, like on, on actually shown on, you know, on a network, and you know they yeah. they des- they deserve some love too, man, over there. Like that's uh, it, it kind of like I get it, and, and it sucks, and especially now, even more, I guess, cautious with the whole COVID thing. Um, but you know, I, I'm I'm all for it. Give give Britain their due. Give them their, give, give them their, uh, their, their their moment in the spotlight for a big event there, because they haven't had really, they haven't had a SummerSlam over there since that that one uh, back in '92. It'll be the 30th anniversary, so that makes sense. You know why would they want it? Why they would want it back yeah. over there? Yeah, that, would, yeah. that would make sense. Yeah, you know, the time. You know who knows who knows what who what will be the main. The main match for that, but um, it will it will be interesting for us to watch it because we have to watch it like at two p.m. or three p.m. <laughs> yeah, in, uh, afternoon. Yeah, and also the thing about the rumble, why and they're also doing it early because remember they always did the rumble that that coincided with NFL with the AFC and NFC title games, um, and, and the Grammys and yep. the Grammys too at the time. But they're smart now, and, and they're smart about doing it on a doing it earlier than that, like a week or two earlier than that. Cause now I think this season in the NFL, because of the extra, that extra week that they added on to the season. Now those things are going to be happening in February, like towards the beginning of February, uh, the, the NFC and AFC championship. Yeah. But WWE, yeah. they're like, listen, we're going to keep our shit in January because less amount of competition. But then, you also got to be careful with that because UFC always love to do their shit on Saturdays too, Saturday nights. So um, I'm pretty sure in their mind they're thinking like, all right, listen, that's going to probably be the ideal time where probably not a big money matchup in UFC is happening that Saturday night. So they feel like, hey, that's the best way to do it that time. Um, you know, is I'm still trying to get used to that whole Saturday night pay-per-view stuff because I'm so used to Sundays. And I'm always, you know, it's always you kind of get in the habit like, all right, you're doing something on a Saturday night. You don't normally think about, oh man, like it's a damn pay per view tonight, you know, to watch it live. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, I especially get, I get since you doing these shows on Saturday, it's been great, man. Like yeah. it gets the weekend out the way. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. You have plans for Sunday now. Yes. Yeah. You know? Or you know, like again, yeah, like it, it actually adds to a Saturday evening. You know what I mean? Like you go, you watch the show, and then you go and do your thing on Saturday night. You know, head out to the city. You got some night will still be young, and you go out and have a good time. And you get to sleep in the next night. I mean, that used day. to happen. That used to happen back in the early nineties in these the original pay per views, and when they started, you know, uh, they always happened on a Saturday and on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> I remember they used to have like the Royal Rumbles and and, and Survivor Series and even WrestleMania. Oh, wow. Like they were, they used to have them on in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's it's definitely a long time since they've done this stuff. It's not it's nothing completely foreign to the company, but it's just that you know a lot of people you know unless you were really watching the product then you know then then you would un- then you would remember that. But or, or if you or if anybody that was alive then like they would, they would those people would remember that. But unless you were 
you know, but if you wasn't watching it or you wasn't a fan of wrestling or any of that stuff and you grew up, uh, got, you know, you know, you said everything during the whole attitude era, that time period, then, then yeah, you know, it's, it's going to feel a little bit weird on a Saturday night, but I, you know, I think it's all good. It's all fine with that. But, um, but yeah, uh, but the, 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 the getaway, another thing I wanted to touch on to kind of get away from wrestling and I kind of talked, alluded a little bit to it, the COVID thing. Um, as everybody knows, uh, you know, it's, it, it, we're still in a pandemic. Uh, and the main important thing now that's going on with sports is the whole vaccination thing. And the main uh, primary focus with this whole vaccination thing has, a lot of it has centered towards the NBA. Um, it, it, people that, if you've oh, been yeah. under... And if you've been under the rock, um, you know, there's a lot of cities now that are doing mandates where you cannot go into a sporting arena or anything like that unless you are fully vaccinated. Um, New York is one of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, San Francisco is another one. Now, in the terms of the NBA, as we know, the two teams that inhabit the three teams that inhabit those two places uh, over New York, you got the Nets and the Knicks and then San Francisco with the Warriors. Now, of course, there is a certain player that is on the Nets team that is has been a lightning rod of controversy for <laughs> for the longest time, uh, Mr. Kyrie Irving. And the latest big drama now regarding this is that you know, uh, oh shoot, Sasha Banks is on Raw right now. Um, it is the whole thing about him playing, and he is not of the crowd that it wants to get vaccinated. He is not with it. No problem. Personal choice. All for it. But also got to understand that if you want to play, and the league has said that, if you want to play, then you have to be 100% vaccinated. You can't, especially in those, in in cities that are enforcing that rule, that you cannot go inside a stadium and do that. And we know Kyrie is not going to, he's, I don't see him being the type of player that, a person that's just going to succumb to just get the vaccine, but I don't know. He seems to be steadfast on the stuff that he believes in. Again, not a problem with that. Perfect, but um, but yeah, he ain't going to play a home game unless he's getting vaccinated. So I don't know how that's whole yeah. thing will turn out in the end. Um, I, I think uh, Kevin Durant said that it's not going to be an issue, uh, which leads me to believe that you know Kyrie eventually is going to get vaccinated. Uh, and I mean, they, they, he has to in yeah. order for their chances to even become a title contender, uh, coming to fruition. Uh, as you can see already, Andrew Wiggins, uh, he he bolted on his claims of trying to not get vaccinated after getting denied a you know a religious assumption, and then you know after discovering that uh the league is going to be docking what 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 one sixteenth. Yeah, something uh, like that. The uh, player's salary. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and, you know, and that's a lot of money, you know, for someone like Wiggins. So he yeah. definitely is going to go and get vaccinated now, which is uh, a lot of players, I feel like, it's, it's going to happen to them too eventually. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to get closer. We're going to get close. Like, the league is going to get closer to the 100 percentile of um, vaccination rates by the time the the uh, the season gets underway. Anyway, yeah. like. A lot of this shit is just like blowing smoke. It is. It you is. Know, for it, some it, of it, these it, folks, which it it, it 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 sucks that it has to be 
has to be treated like this right, right. now. But it, it, this is this is just this times out. This is times that we are in. Yeah. And um and for you know and you know, I, I wanted to just be talking about basketball. And unfortunately in the NBA it's never about basketball these days. Not anymore. The media. Not anymore. And, and it fucking sucks. And I want to, you know, and, and I'll, but I'll, at the same time, I really want these players to know that it's like this is this is this is not just about them. Like, you know, you, you know, you, you're, you're, I know we live in a, a self-serving society, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, folks have, they have to realize that you know they're also it, they're working alongside and being around other people in their right. profession. Right. You know, that goes for media members, that goes for staffers. Yeah, session workers, you know, all of that, and right. they, you know, they have to, you know, they have to, you know, look at that and be like, well, they have to do this for their job and for society to move on. That's right. You know, so they have to go and get vaccinated, get themselves healthy. You know, it will. I mean, it's not a cure. It's not an end all, be all, but it no, will lessen no, the symptoms. No, no. it will right. lessen the symptoms. Right. And right. stop and slow the spread. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, which definitely. is you know, it's it, it, that it's just putting. Just trying to get you know something like this under control, so we were able to live our lives normally. Yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, it's simple it, as that. And, and you know, and like one of the comments I know Kyrie said, and the last thing I want to, I don't want to hammer on Kyrie because it's not really, it's not all about him. It's not just him. Um, yeah. One thing that that I found very interesting how. You know, he's on the stance of, you know, I remember during the press conferences they was having you know, with the teams um, and he was interviewed or asked something about the vaccine thing. He's like, oh, well, I like to keep that private. But I'm like, bro, they ain't shit private. Like th- th- this whole private, I want to keep my privacy. That shit ain't going to fly anymore because either you're on the court or you're not. If you're on the court, there's your answer. Ain't shit private anymore if you're on the court. Or in that in that arena, so you can't go with the stance like, "Oh, I want to keep that private." When it's clearly you only got two choices, and those two choices equal two two things. Like I said, if you're not on the court, if you're not playing, or you know where to be found in the arena, we know where you're at, where your stance is at, what's going on. But if you're on that court, yeah, yeah, he he he, he will be three hundred and eighty dollars, three hundred and eighty thousand dollars short. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, so there's no more secretive shit about that anymore. You know, and and I've seen what other players have have talked about. You know, I I seen Dame Lillard. He was saying that, listen, man. He's like, you know, his his answer was more so like, listen, I got family that I want to see. You know, I I not just his own family, but like parents, grandparents. Like he wants to see them, and he understands that. You know, he's not going. It's not about. And he said, it's like it's not about me. It's about making sure that they're straight. That they are safe and not jeopardizing their health, and that was his logical, and that was his reasoning as to why, you know, why he did, which makes perfect sense. I get it, you know, and and it it, it's just the whole thing about infringing on rights and stuff like that. Like, listen, I get it. Everybody has their skepticism about motives and stuff, the government and all this other stuff. Uh, Nobody is is immune to that. We all have our own little gripes about. Yeah, the stuff that they do, um, but in the terms of, of, of being an athlete, you know, if you're if you're in a position to, and you you're playing the game for a reason, you're playing the game to win to win games and you and to win a championship. At the end of the day, and 
all these players, when they get drafted, everybody always says, well, that's their main goal. I want to get league, you know, and, and, and be on a winning team. I want to win a championship or championships. Like that's always been the main goal in the end. And so I can, I understand the human aspect of it and, and, and people have their concerns, but it, it, at some point you're going to come across a juncture where what it mean what means important more to you, your own, you know, your own beliefs or your accomplishments on the court. Now, some athletes, they have no problem. They like, listen, I'm a gold standard hard on my beliefs and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, hey, uh, from you will never hear me say somebody's wrong because that's what they if that's what they want to stand on their beliefs that's not a problem but you also got to understand that comes with consequences whether you like them or not whether you're approving yeah. them or not consequences do come along with it and you cannot if you're going to say that you're you're a team player and all this other stuff but yet you know you want to hold your personal beliefs in the way of that you know you're you're hurting your team and oh. It, not to um, not to uh, interrupt, man, interject uh-huh. or whatnot, but like these, this this league career, they witness one of their own players, one of their own peers suffer through this pandemic. Yes, Carl Anthony Towns. Yes, definitely. His entire family, like his family, right? Like, like he had his mom and relatives. They died from COVID. Yes, right. Like he had it. Yeah, and, you know, you look at that, and then you still want to say that you're not getting vaccinated, or you're you're not wearing masks, and you like you've done the research, or say you've done the research to know that you know that you won't get vaccinated. That's a slap in the face to Carl, man. Like, yeah, uh, if yeah, I'm calling yeah. through towns, I, I, how do you feel about that? Seeing that folks that you play with or against that that you consider like uh, like a friend or peer. Yeah, say that type of shit when they seen the devastation happen to him personally mm-hmm. and know it. Like if I'm him, I would be slapping the fuck out these dudes, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and that was the thing that was interesting to me. I'm like, for all the guys that have all these concerns, and I don't think it's not. And don't get me wrong. Let's get this straight. It's not about whether they believe COVID is real or not. It's more so about the vaccination and its effectiveness and its prevention of you catching COVID again. But once again, it is a vaccine. It is not a cure. You can still get sick from whatever it is, a disease or whatever it is that's going on, you know, after taking the vaccine. It's the same with flu shots, man. It's the same way. And people, (laughs) yeah, it's, I, this, everybody knows the flu shot has been out there for, for forever, it feels like now yeah. at this point, you know, so and, and people still get the flu. So if if that's going on and then and, and then you got this this COVID stuff going on and there's a vaccine available. But then you're like, well, I don't know what what, what I'm injecting into my body. I think one of the things that, that was spread around the, the, the certain players uh, text messages is, is now this Moderna microchip thing that this 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 theory that's out there and and you know if you're if you're in the line of thinking that man i ain't getting this thing injected into me because of some chip that's going to be inside my body and the government's going to track i got news for you the government knows where the fuck you're at 24 7 anyway just by, by using a fucking cell phone you use a cell phone the government knows where yes. you're at you use any type you of electrical should. device you got a driver's license for you god's sake the internet 
You think because they know where the fuck you at twenty four seven. So that argument, I I'm sorry. I will I will now nah, you're not gonna convince me that, that that's an argument uh, thinking that a chip is no different from the whole fucking five G shit that everybody that a lot of people were talking about and believing at the start of this whole stuff. Like it, it's it's nonsense with that. But that's besides the point. The other thing I wanted to bring up, and I want your opinion on this, and I so and LeBron was was interviewed and he was asked about it and he said that you know listen he got he he got the vaccine but he also said that he is in no position to try to sway people or convince people to get the vaccine or not. Now I, I want to ask you, Chris, do you agree with LeBron yeah. saying that he is not in a he he he's, he's not in a position to do that given that he is the face he is legitimately the face of the league and given how <laughs> given how he is ve- <laughs> it, 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 he, see, he stopped he stopped a near strike at the lockout I'm not no no in the bubble he stopped right. a strike right and he stopped a strike yeah how is he not <laughs> capable of saying Hey, 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 you guys better get vaccinated or we won't be able to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, he can't put out the word and tell them to do that shit. Let's you tell me right now, you tell me that LeBron James is not telling his teammates on the Los Angeles Lakers that they need to be vaccinated in order for them to win the fucking title this year. Come on, hey. shit, man. Come on, man. I, I'm, just, these nose capping. I, I'm just saying, at the same time, LeBron, like... I, and I'll have to say this about LeBron, like, dude, like you, you'll be out here, you know, I, I applaud LeBron for everything he does as far as his activism with social, you know, you know, want and social injustice yeah. and, and, and yeah. all this other stuff. I, I, you will not hear, I have nothing bad to say about that, but you can't say that you're going to use yourself as a spokesperson regarding that stuff. But then at the same time, tell somebody, well, listen, I'm in no position to sway People whether you know to convince people to take the vaccine or not. I'm like, ah, it doesn't go that way. No, it does not. It doesn't go that way. Like you can't. It, it makes no sense whatsoever, man. No, because no. This is this is a public health issue, right? Public health crisis, and I'm like, this is right along the lines of also integrating that with social justice. Like you have a voice, you have a platform. It's best to use that platform to steer folks into doing the right thing or at least informing them of you know the benefits of getting this done yes and bringing awareness to you know uh you know vaccinations and how that can you know stop you know again stop the spread and calm this pandemic down mm-hmm. you know and yet for him to say that it, it's not uh, he doesn't have the power to do that. We well, you know damn well he does. You know, it, it's 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 assaulting. You know, it, it is. It's it not is. the first time he's done something like this before, which really you know it just blows my mind. You know that we could, could still see the fail of you know his um, aura begins to wear off, All right? And it's only going to get worse from here. 
And for Adam Silver, man, he's been piss poor this whole year. You've been calendar year. It's, man. Not, it's not even just this year, Chris, because I always I vividly remember yeah. even for, at for the, the whole the whole year and a half, man. Yes. Even longer than that, yes, it's just yes. been bad. You have been a big David Stern is rolling right. in his grave, man. <laughs> you you have been a very you've been very vocal about that how much of a piss poor job Adam Silver has done, you know, with everything regarding. The COVID, you know, the reaction towards that, you know, with the whole bubble thing and then the whole controversy as far as, you know, even leading up to, I think even last season, you know, about the whole vaccination when that was even put out there in the first place. And you was like, dog, like, if y'all, if you don't fucking (laughs) tell these damn players what the deal is, like, yo, you're the commissioner. But it's, I, I understand it's. As as much as we feel yeah. that he he had like he could have been a little bit more like laying a hammer down, you know, had a little more of a David Stern mind state. Uh, that's just not in his nature. But we also got to understand that he reports to all the the owners, you know, in the league, and they have their own. Uh, I, I guess there's a majority of them that have their own uh, personal agenda. And, you know, whether they want to follow certain things or whether they believe in certain things, uh, you know, so it's a it's always going to be a very muddy and murky situation with that. But uh, but like you said, man, like eventually at some point they'll they'll get those vaccinate vaccination rates up higher than what they are now as close to 100 percent as possible. It's kind of a bad luck when you got the conservative America you know, America is the greatest country in the world league is such as the NFL that they have a higher vaccination percentage than the NBA. Uh, yeah, the, w, the WBA is 100% the Right. So it's 100%. like... 100%. Right. It didn't even so, take long. Right. So so you have other... You got the NBA like, yo, your other league that you're affiliated with, the women, they ain't got no problem and they had 100%. So why, like, you know, what's up with y'all... What y'all, what y'all dudes, bro? Like, yo, what's what y'all, what y'all been? It's, it's a, it's a, it's a mess. And I, and I, and I hated that, you know, something like that is something as a public health issue that it has to be so much of a lightning rod of controversy and all this other stuff. It's a very unfortunate and it shouldn't be that way, but it is what it is. Um, but I think in the end, all of this noise in the preseason and leading up to the season, all that's going to die out. Because once the season starts, everybody's going to want to play. Everybody's going to play. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like eventually they're going to they're going to wind up. I don't want to. I hate saying fall in line, but yeah. that's what's going to wind up having to happen. Unless you're one of those players that you know that you're very your hard stance like um, Isaac's Isaac on the was he? he plays for Orlando, right? Yeah, um, you know him, and he was like you know for religious reasons and stuff like that. I, you know, I, I'm not going to touch that. Um, but there was a lot of, there's a lot of misinformation out there. And, and I had yeah. said this the other day, like people just did that, whether you're for or against the vaccination, there is a lot of misinformation on both ends of both ends of the spectrum here. And, and a lot of people like, it's your duty to do the research. And I know a lot of people, they say, well, I did my research and, and I had to, and you have to kind of question it because, you know, a lot of these people. Let's let's oh, let's keep it. Let's keep it yeah, above. If, if some of these folks that 
especially in the league, that they do the research. They have also they have resources to talk to medical professionals. They're there. They're right. right there. And they can tell them straightforward what is it about. You know, if they make their decision from there, then so be it. But they, it. they need to get the right information That's from the it. right people. And they have that. And right. they don't use the shit. No. No. And, and, and my and my thing is, and, and, and the way I look at it, too, is like, you know, you got a lot of people that talk about, oh, I did research. There's a lot of motherfuckers that say they did research, but yet they, they suck. They couldn't do research in fucking college for shit. You know, so yeah. using spark notes and shit. <laughs> Talking about I did my research, so I'm just saying, you know, there it, it's let's keep it a buck. There are people that will claim they did do research and they never really did research a day in their damn lives. So, yeah. <laughs> without be, with that being said, you know, at the end of the day, I think everything in the league, the NBA, is going to be is going to work itself out. Players are going to play at some point. You don't want to lose money, and you know, it, it, money is a very important thing for a lot of people. And for these players, as much as they want to yeah. say they love the game, they love is equally getting paid to play the game. So that's true. As long as that factor is in there, it's like all right, all this stuff is all noise. But once the season starts, everything's going to die down. Everybody's going to focus on the game, the product that's on the court, and that's going that should be the, really the only thing that really matters. You know. Yes, you're always going to want to worry about the, the safety of the players and staff and, and all this other stuff. That should always be a priority, health. Um, but at the same time, a lot of these players, they're just going to wind up saying, you know what, fuck it. I, I, you know, I'm going to just do this damn thing. I want to play. I want to get paid. Yeah. And that's it at the end of the day. You know, and, and it's not just only NBA. It's all sports. Um, I, I can even say even for the NHL, you know, you got certain players that are still on the fence about the whole getting the vaccine thing. I know for my team, you know, we had one guy that's a, one prospect of ours. He said, no, nah, you know what? I'm not taking the vaccine. So what did our GM do? You know, GM was like, all right, well, we're going to keep you in the organization. It's not, we're not going to like trade you or anything like that. We're going to make sure we're going to send you to, for a place to play, but it ain't going to be over here in New York or it ain't going to be in the States. So the GM literally shipped the player over to Sweden, but that's the NHL though. The NHL, you could do that. You can still keep a guy in your system your prospect system, and you can send a guy overseas, doesn't really do anything. The main thing is to keep the guy playing. But the GM told him, like, listen, you're not going to be playing for this organization in the U.S. this season unless you get the vaccine. And that's just it. That, that That's just it. But then again, that's also New York, too. So it goes back to the whole stance about, you know, every state has their own rules and, and stuff regardless. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to be all right. But when I get away from that, um, you know, we, we're almost going to close this, close everything off. Um, the show soon. Uh, I, to my understanding, I know you wanted to. Uh, you had a a very special, uh, a message to to somebody, um, uh, that you uh unfortunately have lost recently, right? Uh, yes. Um, so uh, while we are closing this episode, um, uh, I really want to um dedicate this episode here so um, a friend um that i lost um last week well really just like the basketball community basketball twitter community um wrestling twitter community hip-hop twitter community really just twitter community general um lost last week a friend of mine named um asan drame uh asan he was um the videographer of the los angeles clippers uh i knew him 
um, as we followed each other on Twitter and social media, uh, I think since 2017, 2018. Um, and, um, yeah, he, uh, he died last week, um, in, um, in a car accident. Uh, he's 26 years old. Uh, he was a very positive kid. Um, really, really great individual to talk to. Uh, we always get to talk about sports, you know, even before, you know, he ended up moving to Los Angeles and, and getting to so, to work for the Clippers. And, um, we'll, we'll still chat up about the NBA chat about the team. Uh, he, he was also a Phoenix Suns fan. Um, so we'll talk about the Suns. Um, he would DM me after games, uh, just to just talk about things, discuss, discuss, discuss life. Talk about his writing. So we'll, you know, I'll read his stuff. He'll read mine over time. And, you know, um, eventually, I believe when I start doing the show with you, Mo, um, he uh-huh. uh, listened to a couple of the first episodes. You know, he said his support. And, you know, he will always follow along. Like, no matter how busy that he, you know, he was be- beginning to um have in his life. And, and he, you know, the, and the road was looking up for him. You know, he always found time to support his friends. Always found time to like discuss and take his time and talk and and keep in touch and and to show love. And you know, and I I was very happy that I got to know someone that special. And 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 it's it's just it's going to be tough. Um, going into this NBA season, you know, without him. But, you know, I know that he will know that that we, we we're gonna we're gonna gonna continue on the the only way he knows that we can and that that I am gonna make sure that, you know, for whatever I do going forward, you know, I would like to make sure that, you know, I do it, you know, in his honor. Um and I'm Again, I was just happy to know someone that that great, that special. But to lose someone like that so young, man, it, it really does hurt. And uh, Sid, um, thoughts and prayers to his family. Uh, you know, and you know, I, it's it's just that you know, I you know, I hope he rests well. And you know, I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna miss him a lot. Wow, man. Um. Definitely uh, prayers and love to his family. Um, I mean, I mean, I I never knew the guy personally or anything like that. But um, it, it it sucks to hear somebody uh, so young, um, you know, losing their life, especially you know when everything when everything's on a you know the upward trend, you know for for them and you know sports. I, I've I've said this many times before, you know. Sports is one of those type of things that um, that that brings a lot of people together that normally um, you probably wouldn't think that would bring you together or or, or, or or even just bringing somebody into your life, you know, and, and have a meaningful impact. And that's always been the beauty of, of, of that. And the fact that, you know, you know, he was and it was and I think. I thank I thank him, um, you know, for the support, um, for for listening to us, and you you always, 
it's always great to have people like that, that that's on your, you know, that that's on your side, you know, that's always willing to support in whatever endeavors that you do um, in life. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that, um, you know, people like you and, and, and other people that, you know, his family, friends um, within the basketball community and stuff, um, you know, it, it, his life is not, it's not in vain. Um, he, his, his spirit and, you know, his purpose is, is you know, all of this is just being carried out by, you know, other people that, that, that are supporting him as much as he supported, you know, other people himself. So, um, uh, uh, sorry to that, that, um, to hear that and something like that had to happen, especially to somebody so young, um, you know, but, you know, just got to keep, keep going, keep, you know, keep the fight going, you know, keep his light, keep the light, uh, lit. Don't ever let it dim down. And, um, and there's no doubt that, um, you know, you won't be able to carry that out, you know, on his behalf, man. So, um, so once again, uh, condolences and, and, and prayers, um, to his family, um, uh, and, and, and even to you, bro, you know, the fact that you have to, um, you know, mourn, um, this unfortunate, um, death of him. But, um, but like I said, uh, you know, no, I have, I'm all for this episode being dedicated in his honor. Um, and, and Hey man, everybody on, on earth, you know, keep on, keep on living in your honor, in your spirit. Um, but, but yeah, appreciate that, man. Thanks. Yeah, no, no problem. No problem. Um, I, I know how it feels the whole, the whole morning and, and losing somebody early age. So I, 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 I get it completely. Um, and, and it's one of those things that, you know, as much as we like to, to, to banter and bicker about a lot of stuff that goes on in sports and, and music and whatnot, um, there, there's always that, the, you know, the, the most important thing in life is, you know, living, you know, living your life with a purpose, um, you know, doing as much good as you can out there in the world and, and have and leaving, you know, even while living on, on present, you know, having a an impact on people's lives, no matter how big or small it may be. Um, so the fact that he had that much of an impact on a lot of people um, goes to show that um, he definitely was living a life within his purpose and and that that purpose doesn't you know that that person that purpose doesn't die um you know at all that that keeps on going so we 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 go on, and that goes for anybody that's listening that that may have lost anybody recently um whatever the case may be you know um you know just got to keep on being strong these days and and, and always got got live life one day at a time don't ever take it for granted and you just got to just enjoy and love the people, the moments, whatever it is that happens in your life, um, regardless if it's happening up in the highs of highs or the lows of lows, you know, um, all of that is part of, you know, what what builds us to become better people. It, it, it I hate saying build character, but in so many ways that it does. Um, and you know, I, I just, you know, I I just hope that 
you know, even for us, what we do here, you know, with this podcast, you know, and I've said this from the first episode, you know, if this listening to this podcast, you know, helps you out in any, you know, having a bad day or going through a bad time and, you know, just, like I said, just the uni- unifying, you know, love of sports and, and, and music and us to discuss that, you know, if, if, in, Whatever we say makes you laugh, smile, whatever the case may be, whatever emotion brings out, um, you know, it, it, that's we want to connect with people. And that's 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 why we do this, man. We love this. We love what we do. We love connecting with people. We love talking about this stuff. So if it has a little bit of a small impact uh, on you and um, then we always appreciate you listening, um, regardless of how big a little the support is. Support is support, at least in my mind. And I'll take whatever it is of it because it could always be worse. It could be none at all. So um, on that note, uh, just, uh, you know, just to close it out, uh, anything interesting looking forward to, man, in the pet next, you know, this week or next two weeks? Uh, well, um, I-, I am looking forward to watching um... – rest of the NBA preseason uh, just to check out some games just to get myself back into really you know, more of the NBA mood uh, I want to also just get to finish up watching the WNBA playoffs too it's been hard trying to catch some of these games in the midst of like everything else that's been happening uh, but um, but I'm definitely going to try to rewatch a game or two um, and try to at least catch a conclusion of that and uh, oh and Really, I'm just uh, doing a lot of um, personal stuff as well. Uh, try to try to get this house search going, and um, nice. and make sure uh, I'm, I'm good to go with that. So you know, it's it's just a lot that I'm looking forward to. But um, but yeah, just um, right now, just looking forward to the next day. I hear you on that, bro. Definitely got to take everything day by day, man. You know, I mean, even for me, just you know, there's a lot of stuff happening, personal stuff happening, a lot of changes going on. You know, but you got to keep a um, positive mind, positive spirit, positive attitude towards stuff. Um, even when, <laughs> even when it, you feel like wanting to curse the hell out of some shit, you know, scream to the top of your lungs out of frustration. Uh, but you got to try to s- still find a positive in, in, in everything, you know, day by day. That's a, that's all you can do. Um, uh, as far as me, anything looking forward to, you know. Uh, Really, you know, just seeing how everything ramps up, like I mentioned before, you know, my um, baseball playoffs, my Yankees play, you know, my nerves will be on a thousand. Um, but that game tomorrow, um, you know, for me, hockey season, hockey season starts next week. Um, so I'm ecstatic for that to happen again. Um, cast the rest, you know, try to see if I could catch some preseason games, NBA, um, see how everything turns out. Um, uh, with that, uh, I forgot to mention, um, uh, to you earlier, I uh, went to see huh? that the Venom uh, movie on Friday. Oh. oh, so how was that? It was a very good movie. And to anybody, and I even will tell you this, I suggest people watch this movie. It's a good movie. Okay. I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, and I'm just going to say, just watch the movie. I encourage people to watch it. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> so uh so definitely uh yeah i i, I like I, I like how everything 
how the movie was going, everything that's seemingly happening. Um, but other than that, man, I'm just gonna, you know, just just take life day by day and uh, see how everything comes out, man. See what happens. Um, you know, I guess I don't know if they're doing another night of the draft on SmackDown. I guess that I guess tonight Raw was just. I guess it was just only two nights. Uh, yeah, that, that was it. Yeah, that's just okay. the so, finale of the draft. Yeah, so, you know. Changes, changes won't officially go into effect. Until, until October 22nd. After, yeah, after Crown Jewel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I can't think of anything else, man, that uh, that needs to be said out there. But, uh, but, yeah, you know, once again, you know, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, you know, it, it, whatever support. Oh, we also got a Facebook page up now. So, you know, oh. we, yeah, yeah, we got a Facebook page. Uh, Nowhere's Bar Podcast. It is up there. Search for it. You know, like That's us. Right. You know, like us. Um, right now, it's kind of like, uh, you know, bare bones right now because I just created it the other day. But I'm a, you know, I'm going to put some more stuff on there. I may probably put, you know, uh, you know, the stuff that I put on our Instagram page, Nowhere's Bar Podcast. Uh, the stuff that I posted on there, I'll put it on Facebook too. You know, also with links to the previous episodes, including this one, I will post and you know, I will I'll let people know on Facebook about it. So, by all means, listen to us Spotify, Apple, uh, I'm missing here, uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, subscribe, listen, share the shit. Like any support, welcome. Uh, thank you guys for that. Uh, um, I know. I think we're going to do uh, uh, doing another like a special episode. Um, oh yeah, uh, uh, recording it this week, but I post it next week. Um, so keep keep uh, you know keep your ears out for that. Um, and yeah, I think that that that's it for this week. So until the next time, be careful, everybody out there. You know, love one another, spread love. It's the Queen's way. It's not only just the Brooklyn way. Um, and look forward to, uh, you know, hearing feedback from you guys, too, through the Facebook page, um, too. And, yeah. Stay cool, everybody. Chris, man, love you, man. It was great doing this thing again with you, as always. Love you, too, bro. And uh, catch you down line, bro. All right, man. Love you, too, man. Appreciate it so much. Thanks to you for all for listening. And, uh, yeah, man, just uh – Stay safe, stay blessed, take care. That's it.